Um, yeah. So I started working with a mental coach, um, when I made the games the first time in 2019, just kind of fell upon him. Like it was a kind of a weird, my husband met him and he was wearing it like the typical CrossFit shirt. And so they, of course they started talking and it turns out this is what he does. And, um, so he was like, I'll help you if you want. And I was kind of like, Oh, like, I don't really need you <laughs> kind of thing. And, um, I, but I agreed to it and yeah, it's, it's been a blessing. Like he's been super helpful. Um, I've never, I wouldn't consider myself cause gymnastics, like you kind of had to be mentally on it. Um, or else like you're on a four inch beam flipping. Like if you, that one little thing of doubt in your head, like you're going to fall off. Like, so you kind of had to learn to be switched on a bit, but, um, yeah, I kind of just, was able to build upon that mental strength that I had from that sport and use it in a different sport. Um. In partnership with the Morning Chalk Up and part of the Morning Chalk Up podcast network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale my friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Markier Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Markier Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles. You can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Markier jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and me, you may be our next winner. Thanks. Okay, can we talk about the most delicious protein bars ever made? They have 20 grams of protein, no added sugar. The macros are phenomenal, like 200 calories. They are delicious, like a treat. Can't believe that the macros are the way they are and that the nutrients are what they are because they taste like a candy bar. Um, and I know my candy bars pretty well. I'm like a Snickers type of person. There's no aftertaste. They have so many flavors to choose from. If you don't, if you're not a fan of the caramel cashews, they've got salty peanut. They have a hazelnut nougat. They've got a chocolate dough, a crispy fudge, um, cookies and cream, white chocolate almond. 
They're all delicious, but check them out at bearbells.com and uh, try some for yourself. You won't be sorry. They're delicious. Totally awesome. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale and I am your host. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. I have my co-host Kat with me, as well as a very special friend, Emily Rolf, CrossFit Games athlete, um, medical professional, and uh, just all around badass. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to start with just kind of where you grew up. I know you live in Canada now. Where did you grow up in Canada? So I grew up, um, I'm in Vancouver now, um, right on the West Coast, and I grew up in a little town about four hours uh, interior to Vancouver called Kamloops, about 80, a well, little town, 80,000 people there. Yeah. So yeah, that's much bigger than the little town I grew up in. <laughs> yeah. But. I guess I can't really call it a little town, but yeah, moved to Vancouver for school and never, never went back. <laughs> okay. And what was it like growing up there? Um, it was great. I mean, it was, a. I would say Kamloops is like very outdoorsy. So we did a lot of like hiking, mountain biking, skiing. There's like three ski hills there. So lots of outdoors sports growing up. And did you do any organized sports as well? I did gymnastics. That was my main, yeah, I was a competitive gymnast all the way up until I was retired, quote, <laughs> at um, 22. So I did it pretty, that's pretty old for a gymnast. <laughs> and you were, you were national level gymnast? Yeah. And uh, you're 5'7". I am. Yeah. So I grew It's a funny story. I grew when I quit. So when I was 22, I shot up <laughs> growth spurt after. Cause everyone's like, Oh, you're really tall, but yeah. Yeah. Cause when I was doing the research, I was like, she's really tall for a gymnast. Yeah. I was stunted. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how tall are you when, when you did gymnastics? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I was still tall for a gymnast, probably like five, three ish which is still like, if you're over five feet, you're like, okay, you're a bit of a giant, but. Yeah. So a four, four inch growth spurt after yeah. at 22, that's crazy. Yeah. Would you, would you attribute that to like maybe some nutrition issues and things? Were you sort of I, forced to keep weight, keep your weight down? Were you getting your period, like all that kind of normal stuff or? Yeah, a little bit. Like I, I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder. Um, maybe I'm denial, but you're right. Like a lot of, a lot of the coaches, especially when we go travel, it was very like, I remember like sneaking out to the vending machine and try like, cause they were all like, don't eat too much. Cause you're going to be too heavy. Um, mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to flip around kind of thing. No sugar, no fat. I remember they used to say that. <laughs> um, so yeah, probably a little bit. I definitely didn't eat enough. I know that for a fact, um, for training five hours a day, every day, definitely wasn't, I'm not eating enough. And again, like, yeah, no period. Like I say, 22, that that's, that's when that came to. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. grew up as a ballerina. So I, it's similar, similar experience with the food and, you know, no periods or irregular periods and all that. Kind okay. Of stuff, yeah. So. Same thing. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. Like you kind of want to be tiny, right? Exactly. You can't be chunky doing that. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, crazy. So what, what was, big, oh, go ahead, Kat. Sorry, I was just saying, do you have a big family? Sisters, brothers? Older brother, one older brother. Okay. So what was it like? So were you on the national team or just what does national level mean? So yeah, I know Canada, it's a bit different. Um, and now they've changed it again. So 
now we're like the same as the US. Um, so we go level one to 10 and then you're elite. Um, but that's changed since I've been out. So national level was pretty much like level 10 elite, um, kind of on that border. So I would like compete at nationals. I'd compete internationally, but I was not ever named to the national team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's still pretty darn good uh, at, at a very high level. Uh, so you're, you're not, you, you're not, um, so you're used to the big stage like that you see now in CrossFit and the big audiences because you've competed at that level. Um, so then you went, did, when did you go to college? So throughout gymnastics, actually, I, that's, yeah, because 22, right? Like I was, it was the end of my, when I got my degree, I stopped. So um, I kind of wanted to like, I was pursuing kind of a scholarship in the US because that was kind of the big thing to do um, after everyone like went to the US. Um, but I kind of, I don't know, the girls that went didn't come back with an education and I kind of wanted to get something. I didn't want to just go and just do school to pass the time kind of thing. I wanted to get uh, my science degree. So I stayed and I competed. I continued to compete um, with my club and yeah, I think it was a good choice for me. Okay. And you must've been a good student then. Pardon you must me? have been a good student. I assume you were a good student. I was a good student. Yeah. Um, I felt like I didn't have enough time to do my courses and train all the time. So my priority definitely went to gymnastics. Um, but I got through as a B, B plus student. And so you, you ended up being a radiation technologist? Yes. Is, is that a degree or did you do something different that kind of led to that? So it's a, it's a two-year diploma on top of my science degree. So I got my bachelor of science. The plan was to do med or physio or something related. Um, I did apply into physio, couldn't get in super competitive here. Um, yeah. If you're a B plus student, that's not good enough. (laughs) Um, I thought my gymnastics would kind of show that I'm well-rounded and, um, but, um, when competing against people with GPAs of almost a four, it's very competitive. So um, yeah, I, I knew I still wanted to work in the medical field. Didn't want to do nursing because I didn't want to work 12 hour shifts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so what was, what was that inspiration to work in the medical field? No inspiration. Both my parents are teachers. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Didn't so, know that I cut out for it till I did it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have to ask, you know, we, we just went through COVID you were on the front lines of that, working in a hospital with all of that happening. What kind of precautions did you have to go through to be able to do your job? Just wearing the PPE. <laughs> so gowning up, goggles, face shields, N95s, gloves, a lot more sanitizing and washing everything in between patients. That's all you really can do. I mean, now we have our vaccine, so we're a little bit more comfortable, I guess you could say. But yeah, before that, I was just like, ooh. And you, you kind of got to see the effects firsthand mm-hmm. because of what you do and that there, there's like CT scans and x-rays. You, you could actually see inside the people's lungs that were being affected by COVID. And what was that experience like? Yeah, crazy. You hear, okay, this patient's COVID positive and you're kind of like, oh, okay, here we go. And then um, I work more in CT now, so I get the really sick patients. Um, yeah. And you can just see it all over the lungs, like just like crap <laughs> just all of, and you can really tell like ooh, that's a COVID lung <laughs> and 
And the whole time you're training and trying to stay fit and you're seeing all this going around you and you're seeing the effects, how did that affect you mentally? Um, not, it didn't affect my training at all, but there was a couple of times I was like, okay, if I, if I get this, because there were a couple nurses at our, at our hospital, like medical professionals get it too, right? Like there's nobody's immune. Um, I just thought, man, if I, I think that would sideline me for probably the year. Like when you think of recovery and then trying to return as an elite athlete, like they don't like, they still don't know the lasting effects. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's it interesting like, though, yeah. that you as an elite athlete and someone who's in great shape that you're more, you don't want to get it because you might not be able to compete. And it's not that worry of, you don't want to get it because you might die. Yeah. Right? Which is just kind of a blessing to, to, to think about. And, and it's interesting that I know my son, he's an athlete and he was afraid to get it just because he didn't want to lose 20 pounds. Like he's on this weight gaining thing. And he's like, mom, if I get COVID, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I don't want to do that. Like I can't. Yeah, well, he's not training for two weeks and then he's right. coming back from that. Who knows, who knows how long that takes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's a very privileged place to be too, because of all the work that you've put in and the, the, you know, the fitness that you've put in your body. So it's kind of cool. But then on the other hand, like I'm training so hard that my immunity is probably not as high as you'd think in a, like a healthy person, right? Because my body's just trying to recover from all these, what I put it through (laughs) that I got to be careful there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy thought. So, so where's Canada today with COVID? I know that they were pretty shut down not that long ago. So the East side is still like that. They're, we're, they're pretty locked down still. Um, we're better in the West, just restaurants we can't sit in. But other than that, um, we're on the upswing, I think. So you can go to the gym, you can get, get your workouts in pretty easily. Yeah, gyms are open. Movie theaters aren't. Some like random things aren't, but mm-hmm. gyms are open, so... And you can do both Metcons and weightlifting in your gym now. Yes. Like that was a thing before. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Um, you can only do weightlifting because I guess with Metcons, you spew too much. <laughs> You're spewing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I spew a lot when I weightlift too. So. <laughs> um, and then I have my home gym too. So um, yeah, I'm able to work out throughout, which has been, I've been lucky. Well, that's actually a perfect segue because you're, you're kind of famous for working out in a parking garage. Yeah, I know when we just moved. Right, right, <laughs> right. Bad thing, I was like, oh, my parking's tall. But now we have a double car garage. So I'm just, um, hasn't made its official social media debut yet, but um, I'm just like painting the walls and I want to make it nice. And there's no cars. I told my husband, as soon as we moved in, like cars are going out on the street. This will be a full gym. And he's like, okay. So congratulations on the new home. I did see on social media that you guys bought a new home and that's, that's gotta be so exciting. It is, especially in Vancouver. Like, I don't know if you know that house prices are, it's psycho. The market's like, it's crazy. So we were very lucky. And are you still living close to where you were like close to all the stuff that you you've been doing? Yeah. Like 800 meters down the road. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's so when you were working out in the parking garage, like that, that had to be a weird experience at first. And I'm sure you got comfortable with it at some point, but people are driving by, people are coming to the cars and you're out there doing a, a Metcon 
Um, did anybody say anything or, or weird oh, yeah. comments? Oh yeah. People like at the, at the start, people are like, what? Like just rubbernecking it as they drive by. I'm like, okay, pay attention where you're driving. Like, <laughs> um, well, yeah, like I understand it's a weird, who else, when, when do you see that kind of thing? Um, it first started out, we just bought a squat rack and I was like, oh good. I can do like my morning squat kind of strength workout at home. Um, especially if I'm working all day, like I'm driving to the gym is going to take time. Like I just get that workout done. And then, and then we started adding to it. And then I got another bar and a bench and like put the rubber matting down, <laughs> just like had a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, and then I started doing more workouts there and I was basically like, okay, anything except something that went involving a wall ball and a muscle up, I can pretty much do in the garage. So like, why am I driving to the gym? So I started doing more and more and like, so of course I'm like going ham, like doing a Metcon or something. People are driving by like, what? <laughs> did you, did you have to do the, was it the Rogue Invitational that you did in that I, site? I did do it. Um, I didn't qualify for it. Well, I did, but then I got penalized. So it dropped me down. So I didn't actually, like, I wasn't in the competition, unfortunately. Okay. I feel like I've seen footage of you, like serious footage of maybe qualification stuff yep. you know and i did the me loud and live had like the trials it was an online comp that's what it was that's what it was yeah because so, i i did the video review for that that's okay. what i remember saying yeah yeah so i ended up winning that but most of the work the workouts and they were made for that right because people were stuck at home so they just yeah. need a dumbbell skipping rope they were awesome like enough room to do a burpee basically and um so i did most of those at home which it was great but um yeah you really got to I was going to say it must be stressful if like someone's walking by or you know and someone's going to their car neighbor. yeah I was using my neighbors too for one of them for skipping I think so I was like he better not come home it was like a 20 minute workout <laughs> right. so I was just praying if he came home at like the 18 minute mark I'd be like sorry buddy like you gotta work <laughs> right I would love to see like what hand signals you're giving him to be like stop you know yeah. I gotta I can't I'm not stopping that and the silence um because yeah. I I didn't want to have like AirPods in or earphones because uh, I wanted to hear my judge count. So sure. it was just kind of silent, but whatever. Mm. I'm, I'm used to that too. So what a strange experience, right? Once in so, a lifetime. I have to ask about the emissions of the cars, like in your lungs. Did, did that affect yeah. you at all? No, you know what? I thought of that. And my, that was my mom's big concern when she saw that I had this, she's like, oh, you don't want to be breathing that stuff in. And, but um that parking garage is actually you don't you know how some of them smell like of fumes and stuff you don't smell anything they've got these giant vents like along the walls that just like flush in air like it was the most like aerated parking stall I've ever been in like you'd never you'd never even know you were in it was great it's <laughs> it's such a it's such a cool thing to be famous for <laughs> I didn't even like it started out as just a, oh like this is a good way to get my workout done like I wasn't doing it so people would be like oh that's different you know I just and then with strata I was like are they gonna allow this like and then yeah. Kyle was like oh let's just put it up like we'll deal with it if we get a complaint but they never said anything yeah better to ask for forgiveness than permission totally <laughs> so you've moved into your new house what's the best part of being a homeowner um, well, we own the other house too. So <laughs> the townhouse. Um, but I would say, I don't know. I honestly like the garage is pretty good. 
I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, yeah, pretty one track training, 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 and have a nice place to do that now. Yeah. Emily, do you have any pets? No. Okay. Is that on the list of things to do now that you have maybe a little bit of yard and? I think, yeah, that'll be my first child. I have a plant right now, so we'll see how that goes. And then <laughs> if, I, if I do well with that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're both, we're both frontline workers. So we're both kind of shift work, like in and out. So like with a dog or something, it'd be hard. I can't, I don't want to leave leave a dog home all day you just have to get two that's all just have to get two other friends yeah maybe keep, keep each other company that's how that works cat cat has 27 so don't listen to her <laughs> so i want to talk a little bit about nutrition um, I did some research and you had talked about some different things that you were doing uh, to help you with your performance through nutrition and so what what are you working on now um, I wouldn't say I'm working on anything. Um, I have a nutritionist. So she, um, the company's called Married to My Macros. They're based in, they were based in Vancouver and now they've relocated to Australia because um, one of the owners was Australian. So I guess he didn't like it in Vancouver. So they switched over. <laughs> Don't blame them. But um, so yeah, she basically, I meet with her once every few weeks and um, let her know how my training's changed. Um, and she'll adjust my macros accordingly. Mostly I'm pretty much like a 15 year old teenage boy. <laughs> I'm just eating as much as I can. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, my carbs are very, very, very high and, um, yeah, just getting the calories in. I'm eating probably about 33,200 a day and like clean, legit calories. So it's a lot of food. Wow. Yeah. I, I just recently started tracking macros and all of that stuff. And so you are so busy, like working in the medical field and training four or five hours a day. Is it hard to get th that food in? Um, not really. I'm never one to be like, Oh, I have to eat this. I'm like, what can I eat next? It is hard to pack. Like it come to work literally with like a small cooler and my coworkers are always like, like you're here for eight hours. Like you've packed for like two days. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, so I'm kind of always eating there. I mean, if, if we're super busy, that's the only, the only hard thing. Um, I might go without eating for like, I'll say sounds really bad, like three or four hours. And then I'm like, huh, like I need something, but, um, yeah, usually I can sneak out and fill my face for a bit. So that's okay. Do you have yeah. like, uh, do you have like a go-to carbohydrate like at the end of the day when you need to get like another 100 grams in or something are you like a bagel person or a chocolate milk um usually it's uh i'll make some dessert oatmeal so okay. oatmeal, chocolate protein powder and then peanut butter that's like my favorite nightly snack that's good i had that last night before bed <laughs> it's so good it is and it keeps you full keeps you satiated because if I'm working like, oops, sorry, there's my alarm. If I'm working uh, like an evening shift till they go till 1230. So just after midnight, um, I'll usually, if I have dinner at seven, like I'll need something else. So that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. 10 o'clock snack. 
You also talk a lot in this, in this one article I saw about mindset and how important that is to being an athlete and almost as important as your physical attributes. Um, can you explain that a little bit? Um, yeah. So I started working with a mental coach um, when I made the games the first time in 2019, just kind of fell upon him. Like it was a kind of a weird, my husband met him and he was wearing it like the typical CrossFit shirt. And so they, of course they started talking and it turns out this is what he does. And um, so he was like, I'll help you if you want. And I was kind of like, Oh, like, I don't really need you <laughs> kind of thing. And um, I, but I agreed to it and yeah, it's, it's been a blessing. Like he's been super helpful. Um, I've never, I wouldn't consider myself cause gymnastics, like you kind of had to be mentally on it um, or else like you're on a four inch beam flipping. Like if you, that one little thing of doubt in your head, like you're going to fall off. Like, so you kind of had to learn to be switched on a bit, but um, yeah, I kind of just was able to build upon that mental strength that I had from that sport and use it in a different sport. Um, it's been really helpful. So did you have him as you were entering the games that year, that first year? Yeah. So I worked with him a, probably a month out, maybe you six weeks out from that okay. game. And then he actually came with my um, coaching crew to the games that year. We're going to take a short break from our interview to tell you about our newest sponsor, Up Before You Coffee. They are an amazing coffee. It is delicious, has different little notes of chocolate and things like that. Um, and it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning. Uh, but they have a light roast. Uh, they also have a medium roast, as you can see there. Um, we are so excited about the sponsor sponsorship. Uh, if you use Clydesdale 20, all caps, Clydesdale 20, you can get 20% off your order. Just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee. It's delicious. You'll love it. So where, how did you transition from gymnastics to CrossFit? What was, what was that like? What, um, what happened there? Yeah. So again, my husband, <laughs> he's to credit for, and now he's like, oh, CrossFit, like that's all you ever did. Um, he, he was a personal trainer, um, before his job now. And he was at a CrossFit competition. Like, I don't know how, and I had to come help him. So I was watching these girls and he's kind of like, you should try Like, you'd be really good at this. And I was kind of like, I don't know if a lot of people look at CrossFit and they're like, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't know if you guys felt that too, but so I was very resistant to you for a bit. <laughs> kind of like no like I'm not doing that like you see them doing like handstand push it like why are they bouncing off their head or why are they like you're kind of like uh -huh. um and then so of course typical story I tried a class <laughs> and yeah loved it um kind of felt like I was doing gymnastics again I think that was the big draw because I had been out of gymnastics for a couple of years at that point and just, it was just kind of global gym working out um I did do track and field so I compete in pole vault so I um, after that, I was kind of like not competing in anything. Um, and I still, I, I think I still had like the fire, like I still want to compete in something. And yeah, it really felt like gymnastics, like, um, swinging from the rings or the bar. Like I had my calluses again, like I was using chalk. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, I had a little bit different experience just because my next door neighbor was a CrossFit affiliate owner and he actually, 
so when I started, I was 500, over 500 pounds and he worked with me at the house. So I didn't know I was doing CrossFit for six months until he took me to the gym. Oh, okay. Ah, you yeah. were doing like circuit kind of short you. break kind of things. Yeah. I was doing kettlebell swings with a propane tank. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. That's so it, cool. it, that's how I got introduced. So I didn't have that moment of like, nah, I don't want to do that. Although my first workout was Murph when I went to the gym. Oh, <laughs> geez. They're lucky you came back. Yeah, I know. I almost didn't stay for the workout. <laughs> yeah, the warm up was enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, 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 my first workout was Helen. So the three rounds of 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull up, and a run, I think. Um, yeah. So at that point, like, I was so used to doing so much that I was like, that was it. Like, and they were like, class is over. And I was like, and I went home and I think I went for another run and like, probably like, yeah, I was very used to doing a lot of volume. So that came naturally. So you retired from gymnastics at 22. Mm -hmm. It was a couple years before you found CrossFit. Now that you're in the sport, do you wish you would have found it sooner? Cause, cause you kind of got a later start than most athletes. Yeah definitely like looking at the teenagers now like the girls that are doing it they're 17 like emma carey she's six gonna be 17 this year and i'm like man that if i did it at that age like yeah that would be super yeah. cool but i think there's something to be said of um a lot of us were elite gymnasts and the base that we built i think that is helpful um my dad was an olympic lifting coach so i learned to lift when i was like 10 um, oh, wow. So kind of, I had the kind of the building blocks at that age. I just wasn't doing full out CrossFit. Um, I think that helped. And then we'll see. I mean, yeah, they're, those girls are beasts now. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully they can hang on. Hopefully their bodies hold on. Like who knows, maybe by the time they're 25, they're going to be done. Yeah. We'll Cause they're really, they're really the first generation to come through growing up crossfitting exactly. and not something else in, in converting. Yeah. So I hope they don't burn out, but yeah, if they don't, <laughs> such a head start. It's awesome. Yeah. So 2018, you, you make regionals. Back to regionals. 2017, I made regionals. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. First and time. then and that's, so that's your first like move into the elite CrossFit area and kind of doing some things there. Uh, when did you realize that you had a shot to be at the games and be an elite athlete? I think that year, um, I finished ninth at regionals. So top five made the games and like, didn't not, I don't want to say I wasn't trying to make the games. Of course, that's the goal when you go to regionals, but I think being my first regionals, I was so happy to had made it there and I just wanted like do my best and have a good showing. And then I surprised myself and I like walked away and I was like, wow, like four spots away my first year, maybe like, maybe it's possible I can go to the games. And then 2018, I had a bit of a setback and um, didn't even make regionals. <laughs> um, so that was quite devastating at the time, quite disappointing. Um, and I then was, the season changes all together. And then the season, yeah, 
I would, that year was, it was hard. I, I acquired an infection at work in my hand. Um, I had quite a bad cellulitis during the open of that year. So my hand was swollen out to here, like just an elephant hand. So I kind of struggled through the open and yeah. And then I say, didn't make regionals. I was close. So it was kind of, it hurt, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then 29, 19 didn't even do the open because that year you could qualify to the games from the open and I decided no I'm going to train through the open and then hit a sanctional and try to qualify there and that's what I did and looking back I'm like whoa that was a risk like (laughs) but at the time it was my coach and I thought that was the best shot well you you won granite games that year I did yeah that's a great event did what was what was that like actually winning a a major competition yeah, that was my first, well, sanctional. That was the first um, sanctional that I won. So yeah, and that was the first year sanctionals were were going on, right? So it was kind of a new thing, but yeah, it was cool. I think from then on, I was like, okay, like maybe I can not just go to the games, but make a bit of a splash. And you went in 19 and you did make a splash because you actually won an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the ruck run, the dreaded ruck run. <laughs> well we only had 20 minutes to dread it from the time it was like, <laughs> so it wasn't that <laughs> I knew I would I've always been a good runner I was the kid that won all the, those cross cross country runs in elementary and um so I knew I'd do well um but I knew like Sam Briggs Kristen Holtz like I knew they would be up there too because they're engine athletes um and I, I did think the bag would, would have dragged me down more than it did. Um, honestly, like each, each time we loaded the weight, cause it went from 20 pounds, 30, 40, 50, each lap kilometer and a half lap. I think it was, um, didn't really feel, maybe I was just so in the zone, such adrenaline rush. I didn't even feel it get heavier, like just load it up. Okay, go. Like it wasn't like the 50 was like, Oh man, now we're really, it was like felt the same every single time. <laughs> I think the best part of that, watching that as a spectator, was how fast everybody tried to get the ruck off after they fast they finished the past the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then didn't you have to? You weren't weren't you supposed to like keep track of your ruck so they could examine it after? Yeah. And there were just piles of them everywhere. That was, and then you know, like Matt's Matt Fraser's fell out. Like so, I don't know if his bag was short at the end. Like I don't remember what lap that was, but. Of course, I threw mine off, like, woohoo, I won. Like, they're like, oh, you have to stick around for the interview. So I stayed there. Who knows where my bag went? So at the end, I just picked up another one and then they're checking them. And I was like, oh man, like, wouldn't that be? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're missing a bag. Like, luckily it was fine. But yeah, so I've learned next time when they tell you, keep an eye on your own bag. <laughs> yeah. you do that. Did, you, did you suffer any kind of a rash on, the, on your back from the bag, like everybody yeah. else did? Yep. So those two marks right on the lower back. Yeah. I think I still have a little bit of trophy scars. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most was painful unpleasant. shower I've had in my life. That was awful. I think uh, that was a, a very unintended, uh, you know, consequence of that, that workout. I don't think it was thought out too much. You know, those bags, those rucks are not made to hold to little keep tiny things. Thumping you know? against your back. I mean, during the run, of course I felt nothing. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, I did have an ice bath after. They have those giant bins. So I don't know what kind of bacteria was getting in there then. Right. But yeah, it was painful to clean it out for sure. Worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, where do you have the trophy? Um, still packed up in a box. (laughs) (laughs) It was on, it was on, on display, but then we moved it. I don't know where half the things are now. Yeah. Will it go in the garage gym now? That's a good idea. You know? Yeah. Good idea. Let's put it in there. Little, little motivation. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so I have, so then 2020 comes and you have one of the most back and forth, miserable experiences, being an athlete in the history of being an athlete where you made the games, then you didn't make the games, then you made them, then you didn't. You, you talk about mindset. You had to like, you had to get that mindset di- dialed in for that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I go to Wadapalooza in February last year. Um, so I get the games ticket, everything's super great. Go celebrate in Disney world. Um, come back right into training again, because I'm doing two other sanctionals, like in the next two weeks, <laughs> um, Atlas games and West coast. I'd signed up for them all. Um, looking back, I'm like, what am I thinking? But I was like, Oh, the more chances, the better. Um, so yeah, I go to Atlas. We go to Atlas in two weeks later. Um, that's like the March 15th weekend that everything shut down in Canada. Um, so we're, we're having the athlete briefing like the night before the comp and they're like waiting on the announcement. Um, so we're all kind of just sitting there waiting. And then they were like, yeah, we're not running. We can't run this competition. So we're like, okay, great. <laughs> we traveled all the way here. Um, but honestly, like I was pretty exhausted still from the hype of Wadapalooza that, and I had already got my ticket. So I was like, it's okay. Like trained with some of the um, boys the next day, had a good session. And then we flew home early. Wasn't too bothered. Um, Canceled my flight to West coast. I think for some of the girls that were banking on those competitions to get their tickets, like it was quite upsetting, which understandable. Um, But at the time, like everything was shutting down, like the airport was eerie, like quiet. I was kind of just happy. We were both happy to get home because we knew we had to continue working. Um, So yeah, I thought that's fine. I'll keep training for the games, like whatever. Train, train, train till like May, June. Then they announced that they're cutting to the top 30. So um, that would make Amanda Barnhart get my ticket that I got at Wadapalooza because she would have got cut from the open selection. So now I'm waiting on um, like one other person to get through the open. So then Amanda goes back and then I get that spot. Um, so I was like, very probable it could happen. Um, so got to keep training for the games. And yeah, you're right. It's basically back and forth, back and forth. And then with them like canceling the games and like, oh, moving them. And the, are they happening? Are they not? Oh, we'll do them in September. Like, it was kind of like, okay, well, I can either just take a risk and be like, okay, let's just take a break, finish the year kind of thing. Or I can keep training for the games. And then if it happens, if I get called, like I'm ready. So that's what we chose to do. Um, because I thought the alternative, well, what if they call and then I'm not ready and they say, actually, you're going, 
And I'm like, oh, well now I'm not in shape kind of thing. So it was hard to kind of stay mentally in it. But um, at the same time, I was like, I want to be ready. And this training that I'm doing is not for nothing. Like it's going to benefit me for next year anyways. So, yeah. I think and you, you ended up doing all of the phase one games workouts. Yeah. So by the time that all got figured out, um, I figured, well, I may as well do them all. Like I've trained. So yeah, we just set it up the weekend at the gym. Like, like I was competing, everyone else was doing it from their gym too. So it, that was kind of, I didn't have too much FOMO, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just did them all. So you don't have to tell us where, but did you look to see where you would have finished? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. I can, so pretty much same as last year, 18th, 19th. <laughs> okay. Which honestly I was quite, um, I was okay with because the workouts I felt were not like, I looked at all of them and there was nothing like, boom, that's, that one's great for me. Like they were all kind of like, Oh, like, and then to finish in that area, I was kind of like, okay, without all the hype. And honestly, by that point I was pretty drained and exhausted. So yeah, it was, it was all right. So I want to, I want to, pivot to something else and that is the all-in series <laughs> so season three you get asked to join the all-in which i think is one of the best things i've ever watched on youtube how how did that come to, to come about yeah so i don't know if they wanted a girl or what their reasoning was but so they call me up the producers and they're like hey do you want to have you seen this and I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm that, um, like Brent and Pat are pretty funny. Like they're, they're just, they're funny guys. And I was like, I don't know if I'm, but whatever, sure. Like looks fun. I'll do it. Um, I got to know Brent a lot, um, in Dubai the last year. And then Pat, um, Pat's really close to me now. So we train together. Sometimes we did quarterfinals together. Um, so I'm pretty close to Pat now. Um, so yeah, I was like, those are two guys that I know really well, like, sure, why not? So, <laughs> and the producers are funny too. They, they're kind of like, okay, we have this envisioned. And I'm like, what? Like, like their ideas are just out in left field, but it's just that kind of humor, I guess. <laughs> I'm kind of glad, like I wasn't, I, this past episode, like I wasn't in that much and that's fine. Cause I'm like, <laughs> But yeah, it was fun. It was fun regardless. Yeah, I uh, I love the out of the box thinking of the producers. What, what whoever's envisioning this, uh, Pat and and Brent frolicking in the lake. I I I think I rolled on the floor laughing. So, did you see any like returns on followers or any in, in popularity after you did that? Because that really, I mean, they're two pretty popular athletes. Now you're joining them in this this movie. Yeah, I guess um, I did. Um, I don't really focus on my social media probably as much as I should. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Well, and you're trying to you're trying to sustain a professional athlete's life, right? So that you mm -hmm. can go to these events when you want to, and so that the more the more followers and the more likes and stuff you get, the better the sponsorships are. Yeah, and I know that you've gotten some new sponsors over the last year, so mm -hmm. that's got to help with you know, buying a house and, and getting to, to train more and go to more events. Yeah, it does. And I think, um, 
like I don't have a huge following like a lot of the other athletes do but um what was I gonna say about that <laughs> I say something. I lost my train of thought it'll come back <laughs> yeah it's fine um and I know like born primitive came in within like the last year right mm-hmm. yeah they approached me last year which yeah they've been awesome Oh yeah. I was going to say, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say it's hard for me. Um, like I know a lot of people like to see workouts and like what I'm doing daily. And it's, it's super hard when I have to work. Um, my day is literally like, okay, I've got these two hours, then I'm going to eat. Then I'm going to drive to the gym. That's another 20 minutes. Then I'm got the second session. Like it's literally like, so if I'm fiddling on my phone and videoing everything and like it setting up my video at the gym, like sometimes I just got to get in there and just like hammer it out quick. And, um, so yeah, I struggle with, it's hard to, um, always get like content from my social media. I guess you could, say. if I had a video or video, like following me around all day, that'd be great. But right. yeah, I like, I like the real content. I like, when just you as a human, I don't need to see another workout video, but that's just me. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> cause you're not getting another workout video. <laughs> <laughs> right. We want to see like, you know, when you, when you bring the puppy home, we want to see those posts and oh. you know, that kind of stuff. You'll see the puppy. <laughs> so the last question I have about the all in series, um, is there going to be a four? Ooh, I don't know. I would tell you if I knew, but I don't know, like watching that last one, how Brent was like, okay, like we're doing it again. Like this is kind of, I don't know. I kind of got the vibe. Like they were, didn't you? That was kind of the end. Well, I think, I don't know if it's part of the shtick about, cause it, they're kind of saying it's a curse, right? All the people that are in it get mm-hmm. cut. Um, and at the last, like, so last year you were in it and then the back and forth before the games, and so they're playing this thing like it's a curse and they're getting, they've been cut ever since they've done them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So maybe, I don't know. I'll let you know when I get the call from TELUS in uh, January next year. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if, if Brent's being serious or it's just part of the shtick. That's true. You know, that's, know. so that's why I asked. Their, their yearly funding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go ahead and jump into uh, this year's quarterfinals or and the open, and you you did really well. Um, you finished uh, the quarterfinals in nineteenth in North America. Yes, um, with a pretty good showing uh, across the board. I would say pretty consistent uh, front squat. Maybe not your strength. <laughs> <laughs> no, but considering uh, that was actually pretty good. Like. I was, I was, that was probably my most proud event to be, to tell you. I know you look at the, you're like, Oh, you're 11th, you're 15th, you're, Oh, you're 300. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So looking at that, but like, personally, that was probably my proudest. If that was an event last year, that would have been detrimental. Like that probably would have put me out. Um, So we've really worked hard on my strength in this past six months, I would say. Um, well year, but I've been on a really tough program the last six months. And so, yeah, I was happy with that actually. Yeah. From an outsider, you can tell you're getting stronger. Like you just look stronger. <laughs> um, and it's funny. Cause like, I actually, I go to Christy, uh, O'Connell's gym. 
Okay. And like she was, she was most proud of her front squat, even though it wasn't because it just, there was so much improvement. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, even though that's not maybe from an outsider, that's not the highest place on the leaderboard, like to do, to kind of hang at something that's not your strength at all is, is great. Cause then if you can, you can be fine there, then you can just capitalize on what you're good at. And yeah. The other damage control one she had was the wall ball row, but you didn't have a problem with that. No, that was, I was <laughs> stoked for that one, like all week. Um, but we ended doing that one, I think Saturday morning. And um, we, Pat and I were kind of like, oh, it was Friday and we'd done a workout that morning. And we were like, should we do it this afternoon? And we were kind of tired. Like our abs were super sore. I was like, let's just go home. Let's relax. Cause we stayed together at, um, like away from the gym and and so we decided to just chill out that night went home like ate like did some recovery um mobilized and stuff and then came back the next morning <laughs> and then I think the tension kind of grew and we kind of were back in the morning and we were like oh man like we should have done it last night kind of thing um we had to have it done by like 12 and it's kind of that workout where you're like I know I'm not going to get stuck anywhere. Like it's just going to hurt. And I think those going into those, you're kind of like, like I want to throw up already. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so what do you think of this year's format? I think given the circumstance, it's the best, they, best, best case scenario, to be honest. And I think quarterfinals, like nobody knew what it was going to be like, but I would say they pulled it off pretty well. Like yeah. it went, it was good. I like the idea that it was like a competition weekend. Like the open, you do one, you rest for a week, you do one, you know, I kind of like, I do better in live competition. So the more events you can um, kind of squeeze in a couple days is better for me, you yeah. know, do them pre-fatigued and then let's see where you are. <laughs> what, what was cool for me is at my gym, nine people made quarterfinals so everybody knew like Christy would make it, yeah. but then those other eight people got to, and it became like a competition weekend at the gym where yeah. we got to cheer for everybody. Yeah. And that was kind of, uh, we did it. There was three of us, uh, Pat Vellner, Adam Davidson, and me that did it, um, at Adam's gym. So, I mean, the restrictions were kind of strict that we couldn't have a huge audience. Um, but kind of people kind of snuck in and yeah. <laughs> watched what they could. It was cool. So are, are you excited about semis? I am. Um, unfortunately, it'll probably be online. <laughs> but, you know, we're used to it now and this is what it is. Well, I'll probably do it again with the boys. So it'll be a really good push. I mean, Pat, especially like he's one of the top, right? So if I'm doing workouts with him and that's only going to help me. Do, do you think it's going to be online because you're in Canada or because? Yeah. Okay. Like you won't be able to travel out? I don't think. I mean, we'll see, but uh, I don't know. I think I could travel out. I think you guys will let us in, but <laughs> it's the going back that it's like, you got to stay in a hotel for three days. Um, you got to quarantine there and then you got to do your own quarantine. It's like, I don't know if I can take a month off work <laughs> to right. do that. So yeah. Right. That, that really stinks. stinks. It would have been cool to go back to Granite Games, you know. I was, yeah, that or West Coast, I really wanted to go. Um, 
-hmm. we'll see where they see me. Maybe I'll have to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because Kat was telling me before we went live that, that Granite Games just put out uh, volunteer um, registration. So, so it looks like they're moving forward live. Yeah, Dang. and the location is Minneapolis. So yeah. it looks like they're moving forward, which is cool. Yeah, so I would love to compete live, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I, we want to finish up with like a rapid fire. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to let Kat lead that off. Yeah. Um, talking about your workouts, are you a pre-workout person or a coffee person? Coffee, 100%. Coffee. What do you put in your coffee? I have a latte, so just milk. Nice, okay. And within your gymnastics career, did you have a favorite event? Bars, uneven bars. Yeah. It's always amazing to me that the first thing that you do to start your uneven bar routine is basically a muscle up, which is yeah. like the hardest thing. <laughs> you know, the pinnacle of what the CrossFit is, is like the first thing you learn in gymnastics to do bars. You can't start. Yeah, that's like a big, you learn that when you're like six years old. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish I had. <laughs> so what was the fit, the most favorite competition you were ever in? Uh, I would say the games, just cause that's the pinnacle and it's all the hype. But man, Dubai's been awesome. Guadalupe was awesome. Granite Games was awesome because I won. Like, there's been so many good ones. Yeah. yeah, winning is fun. Speaking of fun, who's funnier, Brent or Pat? <gasps> Pat. <laughs> the the footloose fun. dancing through the woods in that all in. I know. And they were okay. They they videoed with me like the day or two before, and then they were gonna go to Pat for that. And he had rogue that weekend and he was like, it was a stress fest weekend for him because he had rogue. They were like moving, like they moved house like that week and his wedding just got canceled because like COVID. Mm -hmm. So he was like, not, <laughs> and they were like, oh man, like, I hope he does this dance. Like they were like, I hope he wins rogue so that he will be happy and, then <laughs> relieved and that he can do this. Like, that's all they cared about is if he could do the dance or not. So then he won rogue and then he was able to dance. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> That's great. Um, Emily, you, you don't have a shoe deal right now, do you? Uh, a, a what? A shoe, a shoe sponsor? I don't. I've gotten, okay. Nike's been pretty good sending me some stuff, but. Okay. So pick your favorite shoe and tell me what color it would be if you got to design your own the Emil, at the Emily Rolf. Ooh, it would be bright pink, hot pink, for sure. Hot pink. Yeah. A Metcon? Yeah, Mecca. Oh. I'll pick Mecca with some like maybe gold. Pink and gold. <laughs> some gold flair. Very cool. So what is the craziest story from working in the hospital? The craziest story. I don't know. I would just say um, <laughs> things that are more funny, not so much life-threatening. Just like what people get stuck inside their bodies. You'd be <laughs> And then you're like, well, how did that get in there? Like, which end did it get through? <laughs> like, things like that. You're like, how? And there's so always like one. What kind of things? Oh, like things that, I don't even know, like. Are we talking like Barbie dolls? Light bulbs? Um, yep, yeah, like coins, of course. <laughs> like, um dildos <laughs> like just lots of 
I think people don't realize that your here's your medical um, lesson of the day. Your anus is a vacuum. So mm. if something goes in a little bit, like it's going to suck in. So wow. you be careful. <laughs> okay. Good, to know. Good to know. <laughs> it's a vacuum. Yes. Oh, I don't know where we go from there, but I'm going to ask you. I'm just uh, so born- glad I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, favorite born primitive product? Definitely oh, the go-to leggings or the bras. Like that's all I wear now. All the bras are great. My daughter steals all of mine and I find them yep. in her drawers after a while. Cause they're so comfortable. I can see. How old is she? She is 15. Okay. And they're pretty too. They're not just they're like comfortable. Yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, rowing or biking or skiing? Oh, all three. Yeah. And yeah, rowing I is love, your favorite, right? I love the machines. Anything that's a workout with the machines. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm making peace with my rower these days lately. I've been rowing a lot. So we go. We'll see what happens. So what's your favorite lift? um snatch yeah and i think we covered the last one we're talking about the all-in will there be a fourth installment i hope so nobody knows yeah i hope so too (laughs) well emily this was a blast um you're you're so fun and gosh i i did not think we would get an answer like that for the craziest thing at a hospital but i am so (laughs) glad i asked that question Thanks right, for having when you, me on, you guys. When you get the dog, when you get the puppy, we want you back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, make sure that plant lives and then move to the dog. Okay. How, what do you think, um, like, how long till I decide I'm successful with the plant? Three weeks. You're Three good. weeks? Yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> All right. I would say September. September's a good time to get a dog. September. Downtime, you know? Okay. Yeah. After the games, after the games, when you podium at the games, it's like your congratulations. Yeah. Put the prize money towards that. There you go. Well, thank you again, Emily. You were so much fun. So glad we got to do this. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale fitness and friends in partnership with the morning chalk up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.